Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between the two of us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience. And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is the topic today? Today, we are going to talk about cold and flu season. It's been a doozy this year, it seems like. I hear, I, I do, I do hear it's bad. Um, uh, I got the topic this morning when you texted me, and I've been racking my brain to figure out how we're going to help our listeners save money. But I think I've got a few ideas on how they can save money from from cold and flu season. Do people get colds down in the the desert where you live? Isn't it nice and sunny all year round? I think they get colds because uh, colds are caused by a virus. So I don't think it matters if it's sunny or not sunny. As far as I'm, as far as I know. <laughs> Yeah, they are called colds, but there there is some debate on whether cold weather actually causes it. Uh, but I learned that a long time ago, and uh, I guess it's kind of obvious um, by observation that cold weather is uh, around when people are getting these uh, seasonal colds. I mean, I don't I don't know the facts here, so listeners, don't take anything I say as fact. But I always understood that it. It seemed like it happened more often in the wintertime, so people thought it was associated with cold, and I thought I saw, there appears to be something in my brain saying that maybe it happens more in the wintertime because we're inside more, closer to one another, or spreading germs closer, or something like that. Yeah, I've read that, that it might be social factors, right, locking yourselves in small places with people. Um there's also some thoughts that it might be because of the low humidity means your um, viral transmission rates can go up because of the dry air. That's a really good point because I in the desert here it's dry all the time, especially in the wintertime. My hands are always um, cracking and I'm putting lotion on a lot. But I remember growing back up back east um, where it had higher humidity in the wintertime, especially it was, humidity was low. You really noticed it in the wintertime your skin got dry and cracked cracked out much more so than summertime yeah absolutely um and that that might have something to do with how your lungs are uh, open to infection right because it does if your skin is cracking probably your lungs are too i would imagine yeah i would imagine so how are we going to save our listeners money with cold and flu well you know what dave i set out to do some field reporting first for us this morning uh, at your suggestion, I went and got my shingles uh, vaccine yesterday, part one of that. Awesome. Uh, Which arm did you get it in? My left, and it still hurts. You didn't mention that. I, you know, it's interesting. Um, it hurt. I got, at the same day, I got my flu shot that day, um, and I got the, sh- the shingles. You, you got the Shingrix vaccine, right? I don't know. I just said shingles, and they gave well, me a shot. I think it's the new one. So the and you're going to get a there's a, be a follow up second shot for you, right? Yes, in two to six months. Okay, gotcha. So I think it's the new vaccine for our listeners who aren't familiar with it. Shingles is caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox, and when shingles comes back, you get this rash, and it's really painful. I've not had it, but my sister had it uh, at a fairly young age, and um, it's painful, and it can cause some long lasting symptoms. So I was really excited that 
FDA just approved a new shingles vaccine in, in uh, I think, spring of this year. And I jumped on that because my health plan covers it 100%. So I'm hoping it's going to keep me from getting shingles for sure, for sure. Yeah, one of my coworkers, her husband had it at a young age. He was in his 20s. But um, when I first looked into this, they didn't want to give it to me until I was 50. I think it's mostly older people that suffer from it, isn't it? Yeah, correct. I think, I don't know the details, but I believe that it's generally people over 50 that get shingles. So if you've ever had chicken pox, then you're at a fairly high probability. And I, again, listeners, I think it's like a third of the people who've had chicken pox will get shingles over their lifetime. And I think the vaccine is recommended for those folks over 50. Yes, uh, of course. As uh, per your previous disclaimer, uh, we are not doctors and you probably shouldn't take your medical advice from us, but uh, it's definitely something to look into. And it was also true with me uh, that there was zero copay on it. That might be a requirement of Obamacare. Um, so there's no money out of your pocket, most likely, dear listener. And so another money-saving tip here, because there was some confusion about that. If you go, I went to Walgreens and got it at Walgreens. There was a little bit of, you should be able to get the vaccine now easily. But when I went and first got it, they were out in many places. Again, the vaccine was just approved. I believe it was March of 2019. If you walk into this into Walgreens and say, hey, I need this and present the prescription from your doctor, they will tell you that it's going to cost money, make sure that you tell them to use the health plan instead of your prescription plan. Because on my prescription plan, they want to charge me 160 bucks for it. It's a little money-saving tip there. Many times it's free, but have them use your health care plan, not the prescription one. That is some good advice there, Dave. Uh, I, 160 bucks, that's a, that's a shot in the arm. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we checked around a couple of different places. I think Costco was maybe 150, 155. But Cigna, I have my H, I have my HMO through Cigna. They kept on saying, no, it should be free. And they would have given it to me at Cigna, but they were out of the dosage, uh, out of the vaccine. Um, and so it took some thinking and some research. And I think, I think my wife finally figured out that you have to tell them to do it under the healthcare plan. And why that's different than the prescription plan, I don't know. Interesting. You should definitely shop for prescription drugs. Um, you know, my uh, my dog had glaucoma. He's now blind. But uh, when we first figured it out, I had to go to the 24-hour pharmacy and get the eye drops prescription filled, which was the same one my dad uses, by the way. And it cost me 80, 90 bucks. And by shopping a little bit, I found coupons online. I was getting it for 20 or $22. It's amazing that it's that much different in price for the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, and I bet that happens a lot, and we don't know it because we just pay the copay. Yeah, I've been thinking about that um, recently because there's the advertisement on TV you probably see a lot. It's um, Good RX uh, on TV. Now they've got a famous actor doing. Oh, Martin Sheen is doing the commercial I think it's for good RX so I'm gonna to try to look at that because I'm just like a dummy I go there and I figured you know I figure Cygnus negotiate the best prices and just is what it is but I'm not sure that's true yeah one time I had a prescription it might have been for a family member but I, I want to say it was for benzocaine or something like that and um, the pharmacist was uh, nice enough to say this is available over the counter and will cost six or seven bucks. If I fill it for you, it will uh, cost you your copay, which is twenty dollars. And she walked me to where it was in the in the drugstore. 
Wow, that's that's amazing. But, uh, well, I'm glad you got your shingles vaccine. I think for any listeners out there, if you're over 50, you should very strongly consider it. Just got approved. I mean, the trials look like they're um, very significant impact to preventing you from getting shingles. And if you've not heard about shingles, you should ask your relatives about it. It is really painful and there can be some long lasting health effects. So I do definitely do want to do not want to have that. And if you're of a, my age, you probably had chicken pox as a child, which I, which I did as well. The other thing I was kind of curious about is um, my children had the chicken pox vaccine. So they've not had chicken pox. And what I don't, what's not clear to me is should people who have gotten the chicken pox vaccine get the shingles vaccine? So that's something to investigate as my kids get older. Hmm, good question. However, that wasn't the point of my story. While I was at the uh, clinic getting my vaccine, I noticed the signs to the walk-in flu clinic. And so I drove over there this morning, no traffic, plenty of parking, and thought to see if I could get the uh, non-prescription medicines for free. But unfortunately, they only operate uh, Monday through Friday, so I was not able to complete that experiment. You're saying you went to see if you get a free flu shot today. Is that what you did? No, they had a clinic because there's so many people with the flu. So they have a walk-in clinic for uh, people suffering from the flu. And I bet they are just handing out cough and uh, uh, cold medicine uh, over the counter for free. But I'm not oh. positive that. Oh, I got you. I got you. Did you get your flu shot this year? I did. For the first year ever, I got a flu shot. Really? I, I, that's That was going to be my tip to listeners is my insurance plan through Cigna will give you a free flu shot. So I think I've been doing that now for about the last 10 years. So I would definitely, if you have that available, definitely get that. I'm not sure what the issue is. I'm a pretty healthy person, knock on wood. I'm not superstitious, but I'm knock on wood. But um, I'm a big believer in getting that free flu shot. Yeah, I never got it till this year. I was always of the mind that uh, it was in limited supply and it should go to uh, small kids who are the biggest vector and old people who are most likely to die from the flu. But uh, I fall into that old people likely to die uh, category now. (laughs) You're still probably a bit away from that. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's in short supply. But so I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to get it and uh, I've been doing it for about the last 10 years and it's, it's free so if you have availability to do that I would do it there are certain people who don't like to get shots for sure it doesn't the flu shot does hardly barely you barely know it goes in the shingle shot that you talked about Kramer it, it um that was a little you, more significant you felt it going in the second the second one I got felt a little bit it, it hurt a little bit more and then it's sore for a few days but it's not anything any worse than someone punching in the arm or something like that I uh, it's not that bad. Yeah, the flu shots are different each year, trying to fight the predicted strains that are going to uh, uh, come out. And it wasn't very effective this year. My older son ended up, he missed over a week of school and ended up with pneumonia. Wow, that's not good. I, I do hear, I was doing a little research, that it is a pretty bad flu season compared to other seasons. Um, so it sounds like a lot's going around. I haven't noticed, it's interesting, I haven't noticed a lot of people sick at work so i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going on but i haven't noticed a lot of folks sick but a lot of people are getting the flu this year yeah this at work we've had several people miss work and um yeah i wanted your opinion on that too since it came up what is your opinion dave if you wake up with a cold 
there are some people who will say to be a responsible employee, you should stay home and not risk infecting your coworkers and uh, really hurting the productivity of your department or your company. Uh, and another school of thought, which is you're a grown up, get your ass out of bed and go do your job and uh, uh, suffer through it. What, what, what do you think? Hmm. I think probably for the benefit, I think it's probably better for your company if you stay home so you don't get other people sick. I think that's probably most companies would probably want that. And I think it depends on your company culture and how they react to that, if you will. I don't know. My previous physician, he retired now, but he told me in no uncertain terms, cover your cough, wash your hands, and you won't pass it on and you won't get sick. Uh, he said, look at me. I see sick people all day, every day, and I never get sick. Hmm. It's an interesting concept. And I guess it depends what you do. If you're working in an office and you're sitting in a room of folks and you're sneezing, I don't know. I guess you could have a chance to pass it on. If you're just sitting by yourself all day long, to your point, wash your hands, cover your cough, probably don't have a big chance to pass it on. I wonder if anybody's done uh, studies on this comparing the new open office layouts with the old school office layout. I don't know. I bet somebody has done that study. It'd be probably interesting to uh, to take a look at that. So you personally, like right now, you're not feeling well. Do you know for certain it's the flu or it's a cold or you're just not sure? I don't know. I'm assuming it's cold, but um, one thing leads to another, I think. Gotcha. Well, I, I don't know a lot about it. I, I spoke to my... Um, did some research. My sister is a uh, physician, and I talked to her this morning. So I, as I understand it, the flu is caused by certain kinds of viruses, and the colds are caused by different kinds of viruses. And the flu is usually associated with higher temperatures, where the cold is lower temperatures, but you have more maybe coughing or congestion. Um, but what was interesting, we got on the topic of Tamiflu. I don't know if you are familiar with the Tamiflu. Uh, the drug for treating viral influenza. Yeah, yeah. I am familiar with it. I've never had to take it. I've never taken it either. We, we were just talking about it. Um, so I don't know anybody who's ever taken it. It is recommended for certain populations, but it does have some um, side effects. Uh, so I think it's only recommended for people who are at high, high risk populations, like small kids, kids under two, or potentially if uh, like older people that you talked about as well. But it can have some serious side effects causing hallucinations. Um, so it's just recommended for those kind of high risk populations. I've never taken it. Hmm. So I would guess if I, what I have is probably just a cold. I took some, uh, Zycam, which is uh, zinc, yeah. which according to the box is clinically proven to reduce the uh, length of a cold. Um, and I have those zinc lodges, lozenges, tough yeah. word to say on the radio. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've ever tried that airborne um, stuff you dissolve in water that's supposed to be uh, invented by a school teacher. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not vitamins I'm, and stuff. Yeah, I've not tried that. Sometimes I've not tried that. My, <laughs> I laugh. We're having this conversation about medicine. My uh, sister, the physician, swears by this stuff that is... Um, uh, it comes from China and it's important, but it's primarily what they put on the label. It's primarily forsythia. Uh, it's like a plant or a fruit, and supposedly that has some. Uh, it helps mitigate symptoms of the flu, 
and she swears by the stuff. And so my uh, other my other sister was not feeling well last week, and I she never went to the doctor. We're not sure if it was a flu or a cold, but she took that and and swears by it that makes her feel better. How do you spell forsythia? F O R S Y T H I A. Yeah, some kind of plant, and I guess it's a fruit in it, and um, supposedly it's supposed to help with not. It doesn't. It, it supposedly helps with uh, maybe recovering more quickly. I, I don't know. I always tease her because the stuff comes from China, and I say it's probably got lead and arsenic in it. Probably has ground up a rhino horn. Probably. Do you do you mix it into a tea or is it uh, pills you take? They're pills. They're just like pills. Yeah. Hmm. I might try that. Because here's the thing. Uh, you've seen the results of some pharmaceutical studies, and what always impresses me is how effective placebos are. Right. You think you should get better, so you get better, or feel better anyways, mentally. Yeah, and I saw one study recently which showed that the placebos work even on people who knew they were placebos. They were told that they were taking sugar pills, and they still felt better. Really, I think I saw that study, um, but I remember what what do you remember what they were studying? Like what illness I, they were studying? I, I don't know. It's probably schizophrenia. <laughs> but, I, but I did. I think I remember reading that where the people knew they were taking the sugar pills and they still felt better. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in sugar pills. Mind over matter, right? Maybe the human mind ma- matters a lot. Yeah, and you know, like. Um, the cure to anxiety is action. So if you think you're getting sick or you're worried about getting sick, I think it's better to take some vitamins or load up on some vitamin C and drink some hot soup than to just sit and wait for it to pounce on you. I have taken sometimes, and I, I, I don't get sick very often, which I'm very thankful for, um, but I have loaded up on some of that vitamin C stuff if I feel like something coming on, which is very rare. I guess there's some, what is it, vitamin C has, there. who was that, Linus Pauling did some kind of study on that that he claimed that, that helped prevent illness or something or other? I think his study was on the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. The Great Pumpkus. <laughs> the Great pump- Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, right? <laughs> oh, that's a different Linus. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's the other Linus. Oh, my goodness sakes. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of medicines out there that you that you can take. So how many days have you had this uh, not feeling well? I um, I felt fine while I was at the doctor yesterday. It's, I started sneezing last night and I uh, thought, huh, that's odd. I usually don't get allergies in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And then I started coughing and like, oh, I guess it's my turn. I've been pretty lucky so far this season. But you said one of the boys have had the flu, you said? Yeah, the older son had fever and shakes and then he ended up uh, coughing and it ended up getting his lungs. He had pneumonia. And then once you get pneumonia, you have to take uh, you have to take an uh, antibiotic for that. Yes, once it becomes uh, bacterial. Gotcha. And he yeah, was out yeah. of school for a week. You said. Yeah, it's a long time. Is a, I mean, that's a significant amount of time for sure. What about uh, your younger son? He stayed okay. N- yeah, he seems to be fine. Hmm. Strange, huh? It's hard to have a controlled experiment. That's good. Well, I mean, it's good that he didn't catch it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And but your household has been pretty pretty healthy. Was it your your younger sister who was sick? My younger sister who was sick, who I see every day who lives 
just uh, nearby from me was sick. She was just not kind of feeling under the weather for about three days. But uh, my wife and I haven't had any issues this season. Sun has been okay. Um, so the household has been uh, well this season, which is good. Um, I got my flu shot early. My wife ended, My wife doesn't like needles, fights that going, but she eventually got her flu shot here sometime in December, which was good. Um, so hopefully that's helping us stay flu free. I, I don't know if you remember, but when we were in college, we were roommates. I had pneumonia when we were living together. I had walking pneumonia because mm-hmm. of kind of poor uh, advice from the student health center. Um, it gave me cough suppressants, so I stopped coughing, and then all that liquid just pools in your lungs, and you end up getting sicker. So since then, I've been kind of a big advocate of taking expectorants without cough control, figuring the idea being you want to get that out of your lungs, not just leave it there. Oh, suppress it and then potentially have problems um, that would lead to like pneumonia, right? Yes. And here's a danger for our listeners who are trying to save money is uh, when you go to the grocery store or the drugstore to pick up some non-prescription medicine, and there have to be 40 or 50 different choices for some for cold medicines. There are, uh, there are just, it's mind boggling the choices you can get at the grocery store for certain things. Yeah, and they have a pediatric version of everything. It's difficult, though, to find something with an expectorant to loosen uh, loosen up your lungs that doesn't include the uh, cough suppressant. I guess the idea being you want to stop coughing so you can go to sleep and get better. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's a, that is a, uh, a good tip. So what do you t- so you have a cold now. What are you doing for your cold right now? Uh, so far, just the zinc. If I was coughing more, but that seemed to have gone away, I might take the expectorant, which I think is called guafenine. I should read it. It starts with a G. Mm-hmm. I would recommend to our listeners that you try and buy individual things rather than the mixed up, you know, Advil sinus or Advil cold or Advil cold plus, because you can accidentally end up layering um you know, Tylenol on top of Tylenol on top of Tylenol, which isn't terribly good for you. So you should take your Tylenol, take your Benadryl, take your, and and make your own formula rather than letting um, some some genius mix it up for you. Mix it up for you. Got it. Got it. Because these things, you never use them up, and then eventually they pile up in your cabinet, and you have to say, oh, I bought this in 2008. I guess I should throw it away. That is so funny because I was looking through. Everybody has the, we have a drawer in the kitchen. It's the right-hand side. And I pulled that out. um, And there's medicine in there that is maybe 10 years old, right? Well beyond its expiration date. um, Sitting in the back there. And you're right. It never gets used up, does it? Yeah. And then you have to dispose of it. And it's not great for the water supply to, it's not great for it to go in a landfill. Yeah. So but it's if hard. you can reduce your consumption, that's the best way to do it. It'd be nice if they sold smaller bottles. That is a, that is a good point because, um, I mean, the, some of the bottles I looked at were small bottles of stuff and just you buy it and it's important, right? Because you don't feel well, but they, it's amazing how much you don't use sometimes of certain things. Yes, and when you're not feeling well, you're in a rush. And um, 
Sometimes you have your false savings if you buy drugs at, say, Costco. You can get... <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a problem, right? I have a thousand tablets of Benadryl or something like that, right? Yes. But if you are going to use it, it is significantly cheaper. So it might be a thing to make sense when you have uh, you know, a little Costco club to split it up with a, with a friend because it is significantly cheaper. That's a good money-saving tip. Um, you know, right now it's we're, we're a fairly small household, um, so I will split stuff with my sister. Just sometimes buy stuff at Costco and split it half and half. It makes it somewhat worthwhile. Otherwise, for a smaller household, sometimes it's kind of crazy buying something at Costco because I know the vitamins sitting on the counter. Like there's 400 vitamins, and I'll buy that because it's a good deal. But it takes more than a year to go through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not much of a vitamin guy, but uh, I, I, every once in a while, oh, this one looks good, and uh, then they, they just sit there for years. Yep. All right, Mr. Kramer, what other advice do we want to impart on our listeners today? I'm going to go back to uh, wash your hands and cover your cough. Teach your kids to do that because uh, those are the little vectors that spread it through society uh, because they don't know about that stuff. Yeah, my kids, oh, one interesting tip, my kids learned how to cough in a different way. I guess when, at least when I was growing up, they were told to cover your cough with your hand. And then what my kids learned in elementary school is when they cough, they like cough into your, like a bicep area. They put their arm over their mouth and cough into the bicep area to prevent the spread of germs onto a hand that might touch something else. Yeah, uh, that I did learn that from my kids, and that does seem like a good idea. So you're not leaving it on doorknobs, etc. So they freak out when they see older people cough and cover it with their hands. They're freaking out, thinking like, "How could you be doing that?" It really bothers them. I noticed because I never heard of this idea until my kids went to school, and so they'll always cough and then put their kind of cough into their upper arm area, their bicep area. I call it, um, and they've learned that that's a way to spread germs. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess we were the between generation because I think our parents carried uh, handkerchiefs and used that for their uh, various bodily fluids they were spraying into the air. It is true. Yes, my mom will carry a handkerchief uh, very much so. And like men used to carry like a real uh, cloth handkerchief back in the day, right? Yes, uh, which always seemed odd, but... Um, I don't know. It probably kept people from dying as much from the flu. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So um, I guess the other tip I give people is if, if your health care plan allows you to get free flu shot, take advantage of it. It doesn't – It you barely feel it. It doesn't hurt. It's scientifically proven to help out, so I do it. And then there are some clinics, if, you, if your health care coverage doesn't provide for it, there are some places that will offer free – flu shots periodically so do take advantage of that um it's worth your while all right well uh listeners if you have any comments or if we said something that is uh going to break the herd immunity and kill millions of people please let us know send us an email at uh, dave squared podcast at gmail.com uh we would appreciate any rates or reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That's the that's the one that really counts. Um, uh, no offense to us Android users, um, but we would love to hear any feedback you have and suggestions for future topics. How can we help you? All right, Mr. Kramer, until next time, you take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.